Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 246. I have a very, very, very special guest. This guy's coming up. I wish his brother was here, but he's coming up. My guest for today is Pablo. He is the owner and founder of Aquas Locas. What is up, homie? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Man, episode 246 already? Oh, no. I'm going to let you know. I'm at 510 episodes. Oh, but wow. all together, if you include the Mega Man's podcast, the Mega Man After Dark, and the guest appearances, I'm at 930 episodes. Wow. Congratulations, man. I'm telling you, it's not about the numbers. It's about its quality over quantity. Exactly. And I want to bring good people are going to make a difference because right now, people are looking for hope and in, in and inspiration and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on because it's all love on your page when i asked i left a comment has you know you leave comments for any questions i got 20 dms it's nothing but love oh hell yeah that's the homie oh it's like man what did i get myself into <laughs> so tell me man i want to get to know who pablo i'm not, i know your brother's not here but i want to get to know what are you all about what you grew up at yeah so uh Again, my name is Pablo Murillo. I am a proud father of two, Zoe and Luciano. Congrats. Thank you. Um, yeah, Zoe's uh, five now. She was actually the inspiration for I Was Locas oh, during wow. the beginning of quarantine, which we'll get to. Uh -huh. And Luciano, my baby boy, a little quarantine baby, he is now nine months old. Uh, but basically, my story starts off, uh, you know, I was born and raised on Catalina Island. Oh, wow. Back in the day, the coyotes used to, the coyotes, they used to bring people that immigrated from Mexico, and that was one of the drop-off spots. I so, didn't know that. Yeah, so that's how I was fortunate enough to, to grow up in a paradise in the middle of Los Angeles. Um, and my mom and dad raised me there. I grew up working in hospitality and playing sports and basically anything ar around the ocean. Yeah, because... Uh I did my research. I mean, Catalina Island, there's, there's a lot of history into it. And I did not know the Wrigley family established that island, island in 1918. Yeah. And I was like, because a lot of people are like, Wrigley, where did I hear the name? Like Wrigley Fields, like Chicago. Well, actually, yeah. Because there was one, there were the ones who made the Wrigley's chewing gum. Exactly. And they invested and every time for 30 years from 1921 to 1951, they would bring the Chicago Cubs to play over there for the summer league. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I didn't know even, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so it was, uh, they did their spring training over there as well. And what's, what's funny is the houses probably looked a lot nicer back in the 20s. Yes. However, you know, that eventually became company housing, almost like Section 8 housing for some of us over there. And so, you know, we grew up in those, in those houses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of stories and sometimes freaky moments from, you know, maybe some souls that were still stuck there from the past. So you think it's haunted still over there? Oh, absolutely. Catalina Island is one of the most haunted places I've ever been. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of history and a lot of Native Americans that, uh, you know, that were buried there. And oh, so my gosh. You can feel the spirits. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know about that. Because I know that there's times where if you're like an island... If there's like a like a fire, like the whole the whole the whole island's on a fire. Yeah, I, I heard stories about that. Yeah, so funny story. One time, I was sitting in Huntington Beach with my good friend Grant, um, great comedian by the way, Grant Cotter. Check him out. Mm -hmm. He, uh, we're sitting in Huntington Beach. I had just moved over, you know, looking at the island because you could see it from Huntington Beach. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, I see smoke billowing, and I was like, "Damn, is looks like Catalina's on fire," and he's like, "Nah." Not 10 minutes later, my mom calls me and she's like, Pablo, 
you got to get your brothers from the boat. The island's on fire. We're oh, sending wow. everybody over there. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, the island was basically on fire. It was, I want to say, less than a mile away from getting into the houses um, and reaching the actual town. Because the actual town of Avalon is only a one-square-mile town. Yes. So you can imagine how crazy it would be growing up in such a small place. Ooh. And the vast majority of the island is, you know, green, lush, beautiful conservancy land mm -hmm. which the Wrigley's gave up so that they could uh, preserve it uh, because there's a lot of native plants a lot of native animals that's awesome yeah wow I did not know that damn well I mean that but when the whole city comes together like that it's like a big panic attack like okay do they get their water from the ocean or they have I mean how do you take down that thing because that I mean that can just go like that like the, the whole the whole island yeah man uh, I'll touch upon the island coming together because they really do that very beautifully uh, but I believe the water that the firemen get is either the salt water or I know that we have a big reservoir yes where when it rains it just fills up gotcha and that that's where sense. we get all our water that from and during the shortage a couple years ago maybe still now um, it was kind of a moment where everybody had to rethink the way they did things, right? Mm -hmm. Almost like a mini, mini pandemic. Uh, you know, they had to ration what they were washing in the dishwasher. Restaurants had to start using plastic cutlery, uh, stuff like that. Oh, but wow. the beautiful thing about Catalina, like you mentioned, is everybody comes together. Uh, it's so beautiful in that sense, mm -hmm. uh, the, the sense of community, mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's a family. You know, anytime I go over there or I tell people to go over there and I tell them to mention my name and say like, hey, tell them you met Pablo, you know, they get treated super well. And even to this day, I go over and there's nothing but love over there. And so I think that a lot of what Aguas Locas is and a lot of who I am is because I grew up there and because of all the love that I was shown and all the families that took me in as a little kid and really showed me what it meant to to have a chosen family and mm -hmm. to, to love your na your neighbor, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'll never, I'll never forget that. And I will always have Catalina to thank for that. <laughs> how big is your family? Man, well, how many people live on Catalina? Like 3,500, that's as big as my family. <laughs> and, now it's, and now it's stretching over here uh, and hopefully we go worldwide. And yeah. you know, and so what we tell everybody is, you know, we're not building a brand, we're building a familia, we're building a community. Yeah. And that is, that stems from I think my growing up on Catalina. Wow, because I know in Catalina, there's only like one elementary school, one middle school, or is it all into one? So yeah, it's one big school. And basically you have the same friends uh, that you have from kindergarten all the way until the, the day you graduate. That's how you make friends, how you make best friends Exactly, like and so, you know, some I'm like, well, we would have never really hung out, but we were fortunate enough to grow up here on Catalina. And so there was that little diverseness and some I'm like, Man, I'm so grateful to have spent, you know, 18 years of my life going to school with you, getting to know you. And so mm -hmm. now there's these brotherhoods, these bonds that yeah. can't ever be broken. Yeah. So what made you want to get off the island and now get into the where you're at now, like in Santa Monica? Like, you, I know you went, did you go to college or anything? I did for a little bit. Okay. Then after that, then pretty much when you moved over here, you're like, I got to do something. I got to do something. Yeah. I mean, so many things happened. Um, for me to jump into the Awa Fresca business. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a singer-songwriter first and foremost. Oh, wow. Uh, and so I was always a creative. I always knew that in order to do anything, in order to make something of myself, I had to leave Catalina. Yeah. Um, 
and it's fine for those that want to stay. That was just a not, not a life that was for me. Yes. And so when I moved off, I initially moved off every winter. After I graduate, I'd move off every winter, mm -hmm. live in places like Oxnard, Huntington Beach, Long Beach. And then I'd go back to the summertime and make a bunch of money. And then I'd do that over and over. Oh, okay. okay. But then it got to a point where I was 23 bumming you know just partying going to work partying going to work living at my mom's house my or as i used to call her my um my roommate and uh <laughs> it was just like you know what this isn't a life i want to leave my life is going nowhere and i've always had big aspirations you mm -hmm. know my mom didn't come here from another country for me to just sit on her couch exactly and so when i moved off catalina i used the hospitality that i had in my bones in my blood and i I started working at Bubba Gum Shrimp Company down here in Long Beach. Oh snap, right there, right was, I used to go party at Mai Tai. Exactly, me too. Uh, and, uh, and so I started working there and I told the, the manager at the moment, uh, thank you for the opportunity, Jackie, uh, that she needed to give me a shot because I was gonna ride that to the top. And I did, I started as a server, then I became a server trainer, bartender, bartender trainer, so on and so forth. Finally got a management job, moved up to San Francisco with my now wife, Lorena. Oh, I used to live in the Beria, right there by um, by Piedmont, by Union City, Haywood. Oh, I, beautiful. I, I, I love the Bay Area. Isn't it different? It's so different. It's, but it's cold, but it's like, you know, in the summertime, it's always nice weather. Yeah. But when you go past the 580, going to Dublin and Pleasanton to Tracy in the Central Valley, which they call the Ant Hole, because yep. it's all in depot, <laughs> it's fucking like 118. It's like, nah, I'm going to go back to the Beria. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like there's a like pocket of one big cloud that just sits right over San Francisco. <laughs> yes. And that's where I lived. I lived one block away from uh, Pier 39. Oh, I love going Where I worked, which right where all the tourists are, but I lived one block away, so it was just outside of the madness. Yeah, I remember that. I used to go over there, then after that we would walk, and they had this laser tag. I think it was called Qzar. Yeah, I think so, yeah, I yeah. Think, and I used to go over there, then go to the arcades, and go right there to the Fisherman's Wharf. They would dig, like, a sourdough, and they put the clam chowder oh, in there. Oh, man, I still dream about that. And, and, and I just, I love it. And going to see, like, am I going to go see the Giants today, or am I going to see the Oakland A's? Right. It was always going to be that. And I remember going to Candlestick Stadium, mm -hmm. going to the Niners, got a little dirt of it, so that's where they demolish it and all. But mm -hmm. those are histories of the barrier, and it's just, oh, man, it's like... Living in the Beria, but also living in Long Beach and in the Central Valley, I've seen all of the West, all mm -hmm. of California, what it has to offer me. And it's all so different, you know, so diverse, yeah. like you said. And the beautiful thing for me in San Francisco was, one, the culinary oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. value that it added to my life. Yes. You know, getting up there, the the... The industry mm -hmm. is being in a restaurant, being a chef, you know, we're down here. The industry is, you know, entertainment. And so that is super different in itself. And what I love about San Francisco is that it re-engaged my love for sports. You can't help but feel the energy of when the Giants win. You a Giants uh, fan? Oh, I'm a big Giants fan. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Thank you, God. <laughs> I'm a Giants. I'm like, I get people in Long Beach like, bro. What city you at? Yeah. It's like I'm a Frisco fan. Right. But when I go to San Diego, sometimes there's there's nothing but San Francisco that moved to San Diego, and there are, there's a whole bunch of Giants fans. Yeah, it's a there's more Giants thing. fans than, than Padres. I was like, oh, thank God. The Padres don't have that many fans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got beat up on that freaking fools got wild with those two Dodger fans. Oh, I mean, and they have more fans than the Chargers, at least. <laughs> oh, that's you got a point. So, so being a Giants fan, and are you a Niners fan? Uh, you know what? I'm not too fond of the NFL in general. I used to play football growing up. Uh, I played on the high school football team and 
the NFL just kind of robbed me of my love for the game. Oh, um, especially with the whole thing with Kaepernick. You know, I'm, I'm big on, yeah. no matter how big Alvis Locas makes it, I will always be more in tune with social issues than monetary issues. And for me, uh, that just hit me wrong. And so I don't I really watch the NFL anymore. I get it. Yeah, I used to, when all that stuff was changing and stuff, everything wants to be a, just politics. Like, mm-hmm. no, just play the game. Yeah. Put the politics aside. And, I mean, with the Warriors, they're not really into politics. They just want to play the game. Oh, man. And I hope they win the championship, yeah. please. The Warriors, I, again, basketball was not a sport that I really liked until I started. I, I, uh, I moved up there during the first Warriors run. And, again, that the energy in the city is just so vibrant. Yes. And, and to be there during that time was amazing. And it... It introduced me to basketball all over again. Oh, my god! And now gosh. I watch... I don't watch basketball. I watch the Warriors because they're just so wonderful to watch. When I was living in Modesto, I, I you know, the Warriors... You only can pick two teams. But to me, at, at the time, the Kings were hot. Chris Webber. You got White Chocolate, Jason Williams and all. And I was going to games. I wanted to go to a playoff game when Kobe was like... It was like game seven. Mike Baby was there. Who's going to go to the championship? And we thought we had, like, oh, the Sacramento Kings, we're going to go to the finals. And fucking just Lakers just fucked us up, man. But that, that rivalry is nice. It's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, but it's getting there. But the Warriors, Giants, I hope the Giants win the World Series. Yep. We just had that. But I just I just say this to the Giants fans. Uh, we got to be injured free. Right. We you know, we get hurt. And during the, in the beginning, we're, we're not going to make it. But in the after the All-Star break, then we'll see how it is mm-hmm. and, and all that. But that's awesome, man. Finally, yeah. a Giants fan. Yeah, man. So when you moved back over here, um, that's when you and your wife got married and everything. Yep. And let's talk about your business. Talk about how it started. Yeah, so essentially, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a kid. And so that's why when we had Zoe, uh, we moved down here when she was just about to turn two or just had turned two. Yes. And it was nice being closer to my mom, being closer to my brothers, my friends. And it really does help and make a difference. And then, boom, COVID hits. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, nobody can talk to anybody. And everybody's scared to even walk next to the street with somebody. And then if somebody coughs, you're like, oh, my God. Do you remember those days when everybody was scared? I remember um, if you had your mask off, they I had 20 people confront me. Put your mask on and this. I mean, it was... I remember when all that stuff happened, the first thing I noticed... The, the all the smog was cleared. Yep. The refineries right there were all not working. Everything was like the traffic that you look in the map would be all red. It was all blues. Mm-hmm. Usually it would take me to go to L.A. downtown about 50 minutes. It took me about 25 minutes. Crazy. Everything was like this is like a dead town. And I remember when they had the curfews. Like, hey, you got to be here at this certain time. I mean, when the COVID and the Black Lives Matter, all that, man, mm-hmm. it was, I was right in the middle with all that stuff yeah, was going on. Yeah, it was on. nuts, man. They were doing home invasions. Like, oh, like, what the heck? Stay inside. It was so bad. I only seen this. This is the second time I seen it. When the riots happened with Rodney King, that's, I never seen the National Guard. Mm-hmm. And this was the second time to the point enough was enough where everyone was going to the LA Convention Center. That's where the National Guards, and there was like, they're blocking out the freeways and this, whatever. And that's where I kind of knew, oh my gosh, our, our lives going to be changed forever. Yep. And that's when everything was changing. A lot of people were staying home, people being laid off, unemployment. 
that that's when all the businesses were closing down. Mm -hmm. And I really hurt my heart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a tough time for everybody, you know, mentally, physically. Yes. Um, talking about the National Guards, they were two blocks from my house in Santa Monica because... Oh, wow. uh, it was one of the hardest hit places during the Black Lives Matter protests. I heard about that. Uh, but what was crazy is the people that were looting weren't part of those protests. And the looting was crazy down in Santa Monica. I found, I found more stuff into that. I don't want to get into the politics and stuff. But let's just say I did some research and there was a lot of people over in bands looting, going to different cities. Yep. They were looting Long Beach. We're going to go here and mm -hmm. there and stuff like that. Oh, it's totally planned out. Cause, causing havoc. And yeah. So, to me, am I going to say, was it Atifa? Probably. Was it George Soraro? Probably. But the things that I saw is a lot. We do more research. You will see all these posts on Craigslist. Hey, do you want to make $300 in one day? Come over here and cause havoc. Mm -hmm. We'll give you this. And that's when they started doing. The thing I don't, I was tripped out about downtown. Why do you have pallets of bricks? That's for what? To, to demolish small businesses so they can demolish all that stuff and be closed down for it to be regentrification where you can put condominiums. Up. So there's a lot of little conspiracy, but I don't want to get into that. Yeah, stuff. I'm not, you know, I'm not one to go into the conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. I think that once you do, you go down a rabble home, people get lost, like yeah. literally lost in their minds. But, you know, to talk about more about COVID and uh, the business, and yes. I think that while it was very tragic for a lot of people and my heart goes out to them there were so many people that took the opportunity to be to rethink their situation yes. and to say hey it's a reset button yeah exactly and to say you know what i'm not happy with where i was i'm going to make a change and you know after the great depression came the renaissance and i'm kind of seeing that now yes. with so especially with so many latino business so it's many black time. owned business it, it's, it's our, our time, time. It's, it, our time. It, it's our time and i and i feel it and i see it and it makes me so happy and you know just to be here with you another latino who started his own podcast and now you're you're killing the game right uh, number two best podcasts of all of that's la that's right baby all um, of oc all of ie and and all of la and i can say that and some people like stop rubbing it in no that's the hard work. Yep. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't fucking work. That's right. That's right. And if you don't believe it, who else will, right? And so a lot of times when I tell people like, hey, we're going to be the drink of Los Angeles, they see this crazy person with a crazy look in my eye. And, but, hold and up. You know I didn't even open this, didn't <laughs> yeah. even open this yeah. right here. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. So hold yeah, up. you're trying the uh, Jamaica. That's it. That's what I have to do. I, I, I'm sold. That's it. That's it. I'm sold. Yeah, it's it's really good. Thank you. Thank oh, you. How many flavors do you have of that? So we have four non-alcoholic flavors. And uh, so, yeah, during COVID. Yes. It hit. I got furloughed from my job. I was uh, previously managing a restaurant in Venice Beach. Mm -hmm. And I was spending all day with Zoe. Biking, skating, running around the block, just me and her. While mom, you know, was crazily at work because she was in human resources. So she was locked away in the room. Oh, wow. Maybe more busy than she had ever been. Yeah. And so I took this opportunity to say, you know what? Let, let me make you some agua fresca first and foremost because it's super refreshing. But let me take out the sugar because you don't, you don't, I don't give you any sugary drinks. Yeah. And so I wanted her to have that same nostalgic feeling those memories that I did as a kid drinking agua fresca when I would, you know, go with my mom to the tienda or uh, in Mexico or whatever. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I should, I should start a company. And so I started R&D and I R&D for about a month, got all my flavors down. 
And I called my buddy Morris, um, super good hearted guy. And that was one of the main reasons that I called him. You know, I know a lot of graphic designers, but I don't know anybody like Morris. This is the perfect design. Yep. And he brought my napkin drawing to life. So all the branding, all the, all of that is is his work. He's a he's a genius. And one day I hope to see him uh, in the Guinness Book of World Records. But anyway, so I called him. We were we had our first meeting in my garage, six feet apart, on my college on my wife's college beer pong table. <laughs> um, and I introduced him to the drinks, told him my vision, and we both agreed that we had to build something that was larger than ourselves. Mm. Um, something that was, that could give back to the community. Yes. And while highlighting our, my Mexican cultura. And so we did that. We launched in July and the first week within two hours, we sold out the next week, three hours sold That's out the next awesome. week, boom, boom, boom. Couple months go by and we were selling out every weekend and everything was still closed down. So when everything opened back up, I was like, oh man, are people still gonna wanna buy these drinks? And you know, we had built a little cult falling by that time that when everything opened up, it didn't really stop us from doing what we were doing. What we did was we're like, all right, let's, let's get out there then. So we started doing pop-ups. And the crazy thing is, you know, we would pop up in Venice Beach and we would have people coming down for Burbank, people coming from San Diego out of the state just to try an awa. And I'm like, wow, we're, we're building something here. And so finally, by November, I got the blessing from my wife to quit my career and to go into awas full in. So I dove right in and the rest is history. I know. I was looking at your uh, social media because you started in July 6th of 2020 when your social media was born. And that's where when I started looking at your page, I was like, it's nothing but positive, positive, yep. positive. And I could just I can tell, you know, you could tell a, a, a social media's page. Yep. It's all positive. And when I started noticing is when you were a guest on the West Coast, I was like, this guy's hilarious. This guy knows how to talk. <laughs> This guy knows how to promote. He can be a sales. I mean, that, I was like, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. When you start distributing um, these drinks, is it hard to to go to different stores? Because you know you're going to get a lot of no's. Yep. How was that? You know, I, growing up on Catalina and trying to pick up girls when you're young, you're used, <laughs> to, you're used to getting a lot of no's. So, you know, that wasn't something that really scared me. Failure was something that I didn't see that was going to be possible. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? There's no way I'm going to fail and I'm going to take as many no's as it takes. If I get a hundred no's and one yes, well, that one yes is going to carry me to my next yes. Yeah, because now you have these at Sarah's Market. Yep. That's the big boys. Sarah's Market. Uh, Sal's. They do so much for the community. Sal's, another wonderful store. You know, we're up in Silver Lake and Corner Shop. Uh, a couple places on Catalina that picked us up. Toy on Bay and Demick still carries us. Do you um, have anything any um, in stores in Long Beach? Uh, so far, we've gotten in and out of Long Beach. Mm -hmm. um, I plan on being back in Long Beach once we get all our licensing and we can really distribute because it's a little bit it's a little bit of a drive. That's and yeah. because we still hand deliver everything, uh, oh, we wow. hand make everything, we hand deliver everything. Um, everything is literally touched by my hands, right? And so uh, from the label as well, we, we put the labels on ourselves, uh, we cut the limes, we juice the watermelons. I gotta know how long the process is to make all this stuff. Oh yeah, I mean our Jamaica is a 24 hour process. And that was something that was special to me because I wanted it to be quality. 
over quantity. I didn't want to yes. just pump it out. I wanted to make sure that it got the flavor, the full flavor of the Jamaica, the cinnamon, the mint, yeah. um, the agave. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of sh- took, because I learned so much from chefs that I'd worked with in the past. Uh-huh. Um, I used that culinary experience to, to create a balanced drink, mm. more so than just a super fresh, sweet agua fresca mm-hmm. that just is literally, you know, Jamaica with water mm-hmm. and, and some sugar, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, nothing to knock it. That's what kind of got us to where we are is my love for those drinks. What's the calories on this? The calories uh, are under 100. That's perfect. Yep. That's good. It's like something more refreshing. Like, I bet you these sell out quick, like in the summertime. Oh, the man. Corner. Summertime's coming up. And yeah, these this is the drink of the summertime. There's one that I saw on a social media. It was like a big glass. Yep. I want that one. Yeah. So we do the growlers as well. That's a 64 ounce bad boy. Whoa. And that's basically 5.15 agua frescas. And we do that as well, you know, for parties, larger events, um, because as you know, we do events. We just yeah. did Kids of Immigrants Love Day, which was a blessing uh, to be there. It was something that I had on my vision board of working with Kids of Immigrants yeah. since the very beginning. You know, they're, the way that they spread their message of love and unity and empowerment and inclusion, it's basically everything that I want always to be. Isn't it good to see our people like from the past two years going to a positive direction now we were saying earlier this is our time where when it comes to lawyers movies you know small business Mm -hmm. podcasts just everything it's our time yep it's our time to grow it's time to get out there and this is it's all about helping each other out and i i freaking love it thank you i love it i I love it too i i love to see my people win i love to see my family doing well my friends and Mm -hmm. you know any way that i could help uh i do so as well you know we we put on events ourselves and Mm -hmm. every event is for a for a reason right we don't just put on an event to make some money Yeah, yeah we we do it because at the end we donate part of our earnings to organizations that we believe in you know mm-hmm. like the local hearts foundation oh uh, no, Tito. no yes exactly uh, Santa. uh know us without you um mujeres en acción um so everything we do is is for the greater good That's awesome. and while doing that we we get to highlight other entrepreneurs other yeah. other people that also have a dream right and so why not create a space where everybody can share what they love to do i think Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about covid was that a lot of us had time to reflect and look within ourselves yes to see how we can share outward yeah what's been boiling up inside us right we had to let that loose because at the time everything was skyrocketing suicide divorce rate cheating uh, grief, loss of loved ones, the businesses, everything. Mm-hmm. And it was a reset. What am I doing wrong in my life? Mm-hmm. And this is the only little, small little opportunity to check myself, write all my list of my weak points and strong points to better myself so I can end this cycle and start a new chapter. Exactly. That's how I see it as. Man. It was so perfect. Yeah, exactly. And do you also help out with like the community when it comes to the homeless or anything? Yeah, so... You know, with local hearts, yeah. they do a lot of stuff for, you know, impoverished neighborhoods and stuff like that. Yeah. And organizations that we've donated to also help with those types of issues. You know, I'm always looking for organizations that deal with homelessness, immigration, yeah. uh, so that we can 
give our time and our money. The I think the reason why I say that for is just that a lot of the inner city kids, there's not that much market. So that's where obesity comes into yep. play. And so we're trying to go into the healthy route and right. not giving our kids junk food every day to the point by the time they're 25, they're already pre-diabetic. You know what? That's funny that you say that. And very much on point with what our message is. Thank you. You know, like I said, I started Aguas Locas initially because I started making sugar-free Aguas Frescas for my daughter. Yes. And I wanted to change the way we look at food and we look at what we put inside our bodies. Yes. And so what I want to do with Aguas Locas is put it in inner cities, put it in schools, put it... I want to... Oh. We are the sugary, we are the drink that's going to replace sugary-filled drinks. Thank you. Right? So um, health is everything. And normally you see Latino companies, you know, maybe in the bread section or in the tortilla section, in the salsa section. <laughs> yeah. I want to pave the way for Latinos being in that organic health drink uh, section of the market where we're sitting up there with the other yeah, it's a very hard because yeah. you know our people hey we don't want that that fake meat we want the yeah. real shit yeah. it's like it's hard yeah so it's all about education and with I was locas I want to you know do seminars and do a bunch of other things that help educate people like myself people like my daughter and so on and so forth to to really again rethink the way they look at food. Yes, yes, yes. I like where I like where your head's at. Right now, we're gonna take a break right now and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up everyone? Mega Man here. I hope you're liking this episode. Go to Instagram, follow and support Aquas Locas, everyone. Please do that. And I wanna say this. I tried all their drinks, and when I put my stamp on it, it's a Mega Man approval. Again. Mega Man approval. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who heard um, the Mega Man's Life Part 12. It was a very deep episode. I really appreciate it. I just want to say this. I kept the 100. That's all I'm going to say. But I, I was honest and I didn't hold back. And also be on the lookout for some upcoming episodes with Frank um, commitment soldier from Foods Gone Wild, uh, Mr. Las Vegas, uh, which I call Little Faded. Uh, I got a, a bonus episode with Rizzo. Um, I was in South Central when he was doing the mural uh, with uh, the Hood Santa, uh, local Hearts Foundation. Um, that's it. That I was interviewing certain people, but the episode's only about like I say about forty or maybe thirty five minutes. Um, it's 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 really good, and um, I got a lot more episodes I'm gonna put out, but I'm just gonna give you that. Um, again, commitment soldier, food's gone wild. Frank Hernandez, Mr. Las Vegas, uh, rapper, a little faded from Wilmington, and a bonus episode, Rizzo, and a whole bunch of the crew who was there I interviewed, and we just talked about the mural that he did um, where he used to live in South Central, that one, and um, I got some other upcoming episodes, but I can't really say because these are secret guests, and also I'm going to be doing some uh, solo episodes on some certain topics. And I'm going to be doing certain uh, guest appearances. Um, I'll, I'm not going to just uh, say it. You, you'll be like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Just that. Just that. Other than that, um, if you have time after this episode, 
just go to Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Um, leave me some stars, a comment. Also on Spotify, um, leave me a star as well. I think you have to hear the episode for like, what, 25 or 30 uh, seconds or maybe a minute to uh, just to, you know, to, you know, to leave some stars, you know, of what you, uh, what do you think about the Mega Man's podcast? And um, other than that, you know, just right now, I'm just kind of just like relaxing, living life, spending time with my kids, uh, work, getting all my sleep back, no more night crew, no more. So, and I got some upcoming stuff in August. So, I'm gonna keep on pushing more episodes out because I know the whole month of August. Um, I got. I'm gonna be doing something major, and uh, I know people are like, oh, "I want to come in August." Like, nope, we can do something, maybe the end of December and stuff. But um, that whole month of August is, I can't really talk about it. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing that I'm doing, and uh, I, I, I'm super stoked. I can't wait. This is like a mo. This is like a challenge for the Mega Mass podcast. So I'm looking forward for that. So. But um, if you want to come on the Mega Man's podcast, um, just go to my IG, the Mega Man's podcast, and, or yeah, I'm always on there promoting and stuff like that because I know I get a lot of people flooding. I want to come on, come on, but um, it's it's step by step uh, because my podcast is invitation only. Um, I am going to be honest with you. I really don't care if you have 50 followers or if you have 200 million followers. Um, I just want to see if you're the right person to come on um, the Mega Mass podcast because I know there's, I'll just say this, I just want good people to come on that are going to bring hope and inspiration um, because the the listeners that listen to the Mega Mass podcast, um, they're hardcores and they always want to show love and support and help out small businesses and anything. And, uh, I just don't want to bring any bad apples that are just going to pretend to be hella cool and, and be all supportive, but you know, they put that mask on and they're not really supportive and they're just looking for clout. It's because I'm going to read that easily and my, and my listeners are well, so I don't want them to be, um, I don't want to give them bad apples. I want I want I want just good people to come on my Mega Mass podcast. Um, other than that, that's about it. So uh, again, uh, follow my homie Pablo Aquas Locas and uh, on a- IG. Other than that, let's get back to the episode. And we are back. We took a little break and. Pablo, I always ask our people, and I always ask this. I want to ask to ask you this question: Why is it that when we have dreams that we want to start a podcast or a business and everything, why is it that our people always envy, always be jealous, and always tries to hold us down for some kind of reason? Why is that? Should it be done already? You know, I think it's plain and simple: just a lack of understanding. A lack of compassion and too much jealousy you know I I think that maybe we've all been at fault for it at one point or another in our lives but the great thing that I'm seeing now is that that is changing that mentality of doggy dog is kind of washing away because I think now we realize more than ever that we need each other yeah, we do we need community uh, we need to uplift one another yes. and I think in 
this journey that I'm on with Aguas Locas and just in my own personal life, to see my people win and for them to see me win is a beautiful thing. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what makes it all worth it. You yeah. know, getting a text from my buddy like, hey, I saw your, I saw your video or I, I saw this, blah, blah, blah. Congrats, man. Like, that is what keeps me going, right? And likewise, vice versa, I, I do something that, like, my friend just released a good song today, Rex, uh, who's been my friend since we were little kids. Mm -hmm. His band Whisper Party just released a beautiful new song. Which go check it out on Spotify. I, well, I gotta know the song. and I uh, yeah, the song is called. It's their uh, their band's called Whisper Party. Whisper Party. And the song is called Eyes Are Everything, I believe. And you know, to wake up from a text today from him to say like, "Hey, I released my new song." It, it brought a joy in my heart that was like, man, you could have given up on music so long ago, but no, here you are, just grinding and doing what you love and loving what you do. And I think that I, and hopefully, and I think that a lot of us feel this way where, you know, we, we, we see each other doing good and it's, it motivates us. It inspires us yes. instead of feeling like, Oh no, they're doing better than me. You know? No, it shouldn't I, it, be like that. Yeah, it shouldn't. And I think that we are, people like you and I are, are helping change that, you we know, why to. not? Let's, let's, let's inspire, you know, with, with my company, I hope that any, somebody listening is, gets the courage to say like hey you know what i've been thinking about doing this for a really long time and i he i heard your podcast and and i went ahead and did it you know and yeah. man if we can change one person's life and inf influence them in a positive way mm -hmm. then we're doing the right thing and we're walking our truth and we're in the where we're supposed to be i remember uh, a, a month ago my mom called and she was crying i was like mom why are you crying it's this i'm so proud of you that you got your shit together and it took you a long time and for you to do this podcast, it motivated you to do, maybe God put you to do this. Yeah. You know, you you always have a heart. You're always trying to bring good people. And that's always been, you know, even though I had some hard times with my mom and dad and everything. Don't I, we all? <laughs> don't we all? But I use all that, all that frustration to figure out what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. Um, I, I know I don't want to be in a boring job. I got to figure something out. So that's when I started doing the podcast and getting that love from my mom. So I'm so proud of you. And then I bet you when your wife says, you know what, man, there's times that you always you're tired of this. But you know what? I fucking love you. Follow your dream. I'm going to support you all the fucking way. Yeah, that's what I fucking love. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that because, you know, at the very beginning, had she not said, I believe in you and I believe in what you're doing, oh. I would have never quit my job. And I'd man. still be a lot of people would walk struggling. Away. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. And so, uh, I think that support from one another goes a long way, even if we don't show it. Um, and I think, like you said, it's our time and it's our time because everybody wants a piece of the cultura, but it's also our time to help one another and, and keep uplifting each other and really cut out the corporations at the top because Thank you. all of Thank you. the great things and all the great products, you know where they are? They're not at Target. They're not at nope. the supermarket. They're, they're at artisan shops. They're these little flea markets. Mom and pop places. Exactly. Um, and so it's it's just really, really nice to see. Do you get scared when you, you let's say, for example, you have a corporation and say, hey, we like we like the, the drinks that you do. We want to we want to buy you guys. 
would you be kind of scared to take that? If you said, I don't know whether they're going to change the drink flavor and this, whatever, to make it more cheaper, like some other beers or sodas or drinks, what they do just to save a penny or two. Do you get kind of worried about that? Um, if it does happen. It doesn't rest. worry me because I've, I'm kind of preparing myself for that moment where somebody offers me a couple million dollars, billion dollars. That's kind of what I'm working towards. Yes. But I'm ingraining myself and my culture into the drink so much that you won't be able to change it. Thank you. Um, Hell yeah. Because that, to me, is the most important part. I mean, we are a modern approach to an ancient Aztec tradition. We want to... Every bottle is a celebration of cultura, familia, and buenas vibras. And when it gets to that point, when somebody wants to buy us out, be my guest. You know, that is... Again, that's an exit strategy that I'm working towards mm -hmm. because, you know, we talk a lot about our past and like this necklace that I'm wearing is I is something my father left me when he passed away. This oh, in a that. tennis racket. And while it's been an amazing thing, it's kind of a reminder to like, hey, what legacy am I leaving for my children? Oof. And so I am trying to build generational wealth where my mom really didn't really know how to speak about money, right? You know, I was I grew up on WIC and food stamps. Because, and so, we, because, they, because we didn't know how to save money. Right. We, like, you're right. You're, it's all about WIC and food stamps and save money. We got to work, 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 mm -hmm. but not not take care of our bodies, but not take, care, take, not take care of our finances. Right. That's how I see it as. Yeah, and for me, that's what I'm working towards, to... to if I don't sell the company, then a company that my children and their friends can run. Yeah. Um, but to build something that builds them and maybe their children and their children, you know, some wealth that that I created or helped create. And because, I, love that that's, I love it that's family owned. Oh, absolutely. And it will always be. Um, and if that's just always something that's been super important to me. That's awesome, man. And is it true that down the road in the future, you want to help a lot of people have jobs and everything you want to expand? Absolutely. I mean, the reason I want to expand is, yeah, to grow the company. But with growing the company comes opportunities for other people, for other communities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are a company that has morals, you know, that we'll pass those on to our employees. You know, they say it stems from the top. And so that's why I brought my buddy Morrison. That's yeah. why my wife and I run the business mm -hmm. and my brother, because I want our values and our beliefs to, to stem from where we are and trickle their way down. Mm. And I don't want to sacrifice that. Um, and so, you know, when I'm speaking to my corporation at one point, I'm going to tell them, you know, and hopefully they sense the genuineness in that because... I think too many corporations now are all about the buck, all about the money, the quick fix. And that's just, that's not who we are. And we've never chased the money, mm -hmm. but I know that the money's going to come. So yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to, to see your product at uh, Gonzalez. Oh yeah. That's Gonzalez, Superior, oh, Vallarta, yeah. but also at the Arrowans, the Whole Foods, yeah. you know, oh, I want to, <laughs> my, my goal is to be uh, the drink of Los Angeles. And right now I have a, I started a hashtag from the streets to the stadiums. You know, I want to be the drink that's sold at LAFC stadium at Bank oh, of America that they sell at galaxy mm -hmm. that they sell at Dodger stadium. And from there, you know, hopefully other, uh, people see it and they want it in their ballparks and their fields and their arenas. Uh, I want to have a, a stage at Coachella at Bonnaroo. Um, you know, seeing your favorite artist drinking this and, um, again, we're building, a familia, a community before a brand. 
That's awesome. That'd be nice. Hey, would that be awesome if you could sell this at San Francisco Giant Stadium? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. That would be the dream. That'd be a dream. And you have Buster Posey. Hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. Barry Bonds. What's up, baby? Exactly. Boo Clark. Exactly. Oh, man. Or even at, at Levi Stadium with the Niners. Man, you know what? Anywhere. Anywhere I, anywhere where there's a beverage sold, you can see I was loca sold there. Hey, have you had any celebrities like, hey, man, I'm going to try your shit, dude. Like, your drinks. Well, you know what? Uh, funny enough, we've had the opportunity to do events with uh with yg uh oh. and you know he she actually walked up he walked up to me drank uh one of my drinks gave me a fist bump and he's like this is fire this is fire and that was such a proud moment because we were only maybe six months in oh, wow. and he loved it so much that i went home and i made i i made some right on the spot and then brought it right back because he wanted some to take home with him um so that was cool you know i got to meet exhibit at one of our events because of this we did a uh, like rihanna's launch uh, cool. for savage fanny yeah exhibit super cool super uh super nice guy and uh you know have worked done some events with the foods gone wild guys who are also super nice and so you know it's not to throw names out there but it's just to kind of remind myself that what i'm doing is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and that's good. And also, your following is climbing the ladders on social media, on Instagram, where everyone's like taking notice. And uh, when I promoted your episode, I got a lot of your followers. He's like, okay, okay. I like what this guy's all about. He's like, he's bringing the who's who's. And I think one of your followers, I'll tell you off here. He's like, hey, Mega Man, I seen your, your list of the people that you brought on your podcast. I have to respect you for that. You're bringing the who's who's. You're not just bringing random people. You're bringing killers. Wow, that, and, and that that's warms the thing. my heart. And, I, and that's one of the things I wanted to get you on. And also, I have a another one who makes drinks like this called the Chef Queen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know her, but I, I've heard of her. I think. Yeah, she she does some stuff with. Uh, I think she gets her drinks with to uh, CC from Pro 106. Oh, okay. And my homie, you know, uh, Guap Productions and all. And that's the thing I always want to help out small business, and that's where. When small business come and let me know, like, hey, Mega Man, I need to get my story out there. I need to promote, and, and would you, would you give me would you give me a chance? To me, you don't uh, you don't have to beg. Right, it's an automatic yes. Yep, I always want to help out. It doesn't matter if you have over five hundred million followers or if you have thirty followers. I'm gonna say yes. Yep, because I told you earlier, from the small business that all closed, you know, closed down. I lost two good friends from that, and. To me, I made a vow that this will never happen again because if their business is hurting, I'm going to do whatever I can to promote them, get them out there, and hopefully down the road, someone's hear this episode and it would say, hey, you know what? I'm going to try that product because Mega Man, told, if that's Mega Man approval, and he's not just talking about it, but he's being about it, I'm going to put money in their pocket. Yep. I want to help out you and your family and have this legacy live on. That's, That's right. how I see it as. That's right. You're a good guy. Thank you, man. You're I appreciate a good guy. that. And I, you know, I, I walk this life with my mother's heart, you know, and so everything I do is kind of a reflection of that. Only if your dad was here to see. It. Oh man, I'm getting uh, choked up just thinking about it. But um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said that. No, but it's no, good. it's it's it's. He's, he's looking down. No, he's like it's yeah, happy. Yeah, it's it's these moments where again, you know, whether it's us doing a huge event or me sitting here in a park with you listening to the birds chirp being alive feeling the warm it's the energy the, the the breeze on my face and being able to to tell our story is something that's super special and you know if you wouldn't mind would you tell us why 
you chose this park as a location the because reason- it's, you know, it's not your typical podcast room. And a lot of people <laughs> think that they need, uh, you know, the the nice room and this and that to yeah. really put out quality product. But no, if if the product is genuine and from your heart, it's it's quality. And so I, I, I again, I, I want to thank you for allowing me to tell yeah, my story. Yeah. But I want I was wondering if you could tell us why we're here at the park. The reason why um, I, I did the podcast and, and back then uh, I was going through some hard times, going through some offs and on alcohol, drug problems. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I was in a relationship and, you know, and I got kicked out and I was staying with my aunt and things didn't work out. Then I thought I had an apartment. Well, someone outbid me mm. and I lost that apartment. And I was like, what are we going to do? And that's where my money was going down the drain. I was like, man, what am I going to do? My kids and I, and my oldest son has autism. And it was really hard because their mother was in the picture. There was times we were living in our car. There was times we had to hide our car because we were three months behind. And they were looking to repossess it. Staying in public storages where the rats will bite us. Bathrooms, parks, shelters, and all that. The reason why I do certain locations is because to sharpen my mind and still have that discipline and still never forget from times. We used to, we used to live in the bathrooms right there. Sometimes the, the rangers would, would lock the doors. The reason why we did this here, there was times we didn't have nowhere else to sit. Me and the kids used to sleep on this table. Wow. So that to me is something where this table right here is always special because there was times homelessness or pedophiles or whatever, they would try to do something and I would close have my kids you know closed in it was those times when it was raining this was the thing to cover us you know and we had blankets and we would go walk like two miles away and take the chip out of my car so the monitor will know where the car so they could possess it so we would stay there and I would take my kids to school there was even times we had to take bathrooms in the uh, showers in the bathroom we didn't have no hot shower for us the last time when we were homeless, it took us three weeks to get a hot shower. So those are times that I never forget. So this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast to talk about my journey and have this uh, podcast to be a hope and inspiration for the next generations of Latinos who are going to come to be in a podcast. Never forget where you come from. Always have a dream and do what you got to do and fuck what the people haters say you do you yep and you're gonna make it and if and people say i'm not gonna make it or this whatever i'll prove people wrong and i'm gonna get out there because my ultimate goal even though i'm doing this podcast and you're my guest my ultimate goal is to one day be a guest to be on the guest on the joe rogan's podcast so that my story can be told and so if i ever be there one day the people i had on the podcast like you and everyone else i will never forget them because you changed my life and after this episode, I'm going to have a different opinion of who you are, what your business is, because I have a heart and I care. Man, I mean, that's a beautiful story. See, it's, it's all love, man. It's all, all love. It's, it's all love. And that's the thing. It's not about putting a character on or doing cloud and all this. I have to. It's my heart. Yep. And I'll be honest with you. I was up since four o'clock in the morning thinking, how am I going to make this episode good with you? That's the dedication and hard work and like doing my homework and everything to make a good episode because your family, your kids, your mom and the whole world who who supports you is going to hear this episode. And I want them to be like, wow, Mega Man just killed that episode. 
And even when your kids have kids, they're going to, the episode will live on. Like, I remember when my grandpa was on the Mega Man's podcast. <laughs> so this episode will live on forever. That's right. That's how I see it as. I, this has to be the, the most special, one of the most special moments I've had in uh, my Awas journey. And you, the so. journey, as you may know, you have to celebrate the wins. You have to the get back up from the from when you get knocked down. Yeah. You know, there's a couple times where I couldn't pay my rent. Oh, um, and it's and in you know there. and I and, it, and it's weird because I come from a place where I had built my career and I was successful at what I was doing as a restaurateur, and that wasn't that would have never been an issue. Yeah. And now to to struggle and to have these internal battles of like, no, I have to keep going and I and I have to keep going to to prove to myself more than anything but to my children that like do what you love and and have a dream and chase it and want it and let it beat you up and let it chew you up and spit you out yes. and make you better as a person and maybe the way that you thought your life was going to go or your dream uh what you thought your dreams were aren't exactly how they turn out yeah. and and that's because you know our life is pre-written, right? Like, there, yeah. we all have a destiny. Yeah. And, um, and it just happens to be that ours right now, ours, we met right here at this table at this park. Yeah. And, you know, as, as grateful you are to have me, I'm super thankful to, for you to allow yeah. me to tell my story. It's, yeah. It's, everybody has their own, right? Everyone. And everybody wants to tell it. Mm -hmm. um, and we're fortunate enough to be able to tell ours. And I, and yeah, and I get it. And there's so many sacrifices just to save this podcast. I was with someone, things didn't work out. She made an ultimatum, either it's me or the podcast. What was making me happy? Podcast. Yep. It sucks to have a kid with, but these are the sacrifices that I had to do to get the podcast to where it needs to be. Yeah. And that's and a lot of people don't have that mental that mental game, and that's one of the reasons. Like I'm gonna keep on moving forward. I'm gonna keep on doing it. I'm gonna climb the ladder, and this is where it took me to be, again nominated as second best podcast of all of LA. Right. So that to me, being nominated, ranked number two, I I cried, I I cried for like two weeks, because I worked so hard. And even like get them, yeah. get emotional, but yeah, it's just it's the hard work. Oh man, no it's, one knows better than you, right? <laughs> when West Coast talks about Mega Man, you're the best podcast in Long Beach. No, West Coast, you are. It's, it's. I don't care about who's the best. It's all about getting the story out there for the whole world. To and listen. what it makes you feel doing this, yes. right? You know the fact I that you get it. to be doing this. I love it, man. Hopefully, you never have to do anything else ever Full again. Full time, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Spotify, we're gonna give Mega Man 140 million dollars. <laughs> I can die yes. like a happy man, but to do this, it's fun. I'll tell you a story before uh, before we we close out. Joey Cocadillas, I met the comedian at the Ha Ha one time. Just only met him one time. Until Joey Cocadillas, he's super big, like super podcast big i told him joey do you have any advice for our upcoming podcast I'm, I'm trying to do have fun be you and fuck what the people say that's right that's it as long as you do those three things you got it i think that's a great uh insight for life in general has to be you know what i mean you know you're gonna have all these people coming at you on social media and all that stuff who gives a care 
keep pushing mm -hmm. forward yep. because those those haters are going to turn to your biggest fans and i had a lot of negative people mm -hmm. they're always hating on me then all of a sudden they start turning to me like, you know what Mega man yep i'm going to be honest with you i hated you i hated your podcast you're keep on moving forward because you have thick skin now i respect you and now i'm a hugest like podcast supporter and i love listening because you're bringing good people that's amazing i even helped the person who was going through uh some traumatic stuff because he uh listen to my podcast because of a yo-yo podcast and his uh his wife uh died of cancer the next year his daughter died of a hit and run he was going through some stuff and he's like you know what what episode should i listen to i told him here are the mega man's life and he told me what is it about talk about my hard journeys from from then until now that i used to be mentally abused emotionally abused physically abused even sexually abused, all the hard journey to where I'm at now. And he said, when I heard those episodes, Mega Man, you changed my life. I thought my life got hard. There's a lot of people who listen to podcasts to give them hope and inspiration. And because of my podcast and a lot of other podcasts that he listened to, he got his life together again. He got married, has two kids, and he's one of my hugest podcast listeners. And he always say, thank you, Mega Man. Thank you for for putting your life out there because a lot of podcasters won't do that because it's so private i'm open book i don't have nothing to hide and i just want to help the people and he, the thing that he said also there's one thing i like about you mega man that you always respond to people's dms when i'm going through some problems you're always there to give me advice and stuff that's love that's what it's all about that's love right it's love that's what it's all about <laughs> man i know it's, i know it's deep huh it's but that's just but how it's it real, is. you know, it's we, real. We all love stories. We always want a redemption story. We always want someone coming up. And, and with your story is so authentic, so original. And because you had to do what you had to do. I mean, this is vice versa, brother. You're living the dream. That's right. You're living the, the Mexican American dream, dream baby. Oh, that's not a freaking like, should make a documentary about you. You know, uh, that'd be awesome. It's like there's this facade on Instagram, right? Where people think you're doing so well. And maybe you are, maybe you aren't. And, you know, I used to be a big fan of Kanye, love the documentary, but one line that will always stick with me is, you know, when a giant looks at himself in the mirror, he doesn't see a giant. And I think it's, wow. as we grow, it's important to, to, to be humble and to re be rooted and to remember where you came from. Yes. Because just like that, it can all be taken away. Exactly. And I fear that. Me too. I fear going back to nothing. Me too. And... Again, I'm getting emotional just thinking about like how hard I've worked to get here. And But you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I again I wouldn't change this for the world. Hell no, nah, man. You can't go back and change one thing because if you change one thing, then there's gonna be other pieces that are they're gonna change to, mm -hmm. to not be where you're at right now, being interviewed by Mega Man. That's right. Oh I am exactly where I'm supposed to be at the moment. Fucking talking about baby giants forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we're almost getting to the end. So do you have what's the future for 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 aqua locas future for aqua locas is get us manufactured mm -hmm. get some shelf life uh you know get it manufactured co-pack distributed and then start working on our alcoholic side of things Ooh. get the licensing um get some partnerships going and you know hopefully within the next year or two you're gonna see us on store shelves in the stadiums at the festivals in your refrigerator oh, man. um so look out big things coming 
and uh, it would mean the world to me if you guys, you know, gave us a follow. Check this out, and you you join the familia. Hell yeah. Because we couldn't do it without you guys. Hell yeah. Follow, and also, uh, we didn't even talk about your clothing brand. That's the thing I like. Man. So we're a lifestyle brand. We're going to be kind of like the Red Bull, pero con cultura. Uh, you know, uplifting communities, sponsoring athletes, putting on events. One day I want to see a professional soccer team with Aguas Locas right in the middle right there. Um, so that we can empower the youth and little niños y niñas to, to really, to get it, to get at it. And to not be afraid of what the outcome might be, but to more enjoy the process of being what they want to be. That's awesome, man. And uh, one last question. What's the what's the goal for this year, for 2022, or maybe for 2020? My goal for 2021 is to get us out of the garage. We still make everything in our garage kitchen that we built from saving uh, the money from selling these bottles at $6 a bottle. Oh, damn. And, uh, and again, just to be manufactured, co-packed, distributed, so I can really spend my time telling our story on podcasts like this. Uh, instead of cutting limes every Tuesday, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we, we got big plans and the, the most beautiful thing that I tell everybody is we're just getting started. Oh, I can't wait. You know, I was thinking of, um, since you gave me these, I'm going to go buy some more at sales. I want to save these bottles because can you refill these up? Or yeah, absolutely. Just, and stuff, you know, and everything. Cause yep. I don't want to throw these cause I know there's like $6 and I don't want to give you, oh, I got to spend this. I'll give you the MB bottles. You just fill them up and you save money like that. Yeah, no, also. I love when people repurpose them when they put flowers in them or they tell me that they use them for their that's their water bottle you know yes. so uh how do you get loca right how do you what do you do with the bottle to recycle and you know i want to be a self-sustaining company uh that decreases our global footprint at one time where yes. we are making everything with plant-based plastic or recyclable plastic you know all of those things matter to us and we will strive every day to to be better to get better and, and to do better for not only for us but for everybody around us yeah i just don't want to throw this away because it's it's a pretty bottle huh it's the logo yeah i mean your homie did the work i mean that's the thing that stand out when when i was telling you hey um i want to promote send me some pictures we got all this it's like oh man this is like going to toys r us i could pick this this and yep. this and it just boom stands out and i was like people are like i don't know if people start following you because what is is this the logo man? yeah man i and you know looking at the bottle here i told my buddy morris i was like we need to have the 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 aztec color palette i want the the dia de los muertos guy which was an homage to my dad to have a sombrero oh. for the hardworking man under the sun uh but then i wanted them him to put a flower around the eye uh for my baby girl and so everything has a meaning everything oh, that's deep man not now yeah we don't I just see we, things different now we we think about every little detail and i damn. think that that's what's gotten us to where we are damn i just got a little tear right there because it makes sense like i said your dad's watching you he's proud of you what you're doing ah just ah, i want to stop right there because i'm getting a little emotional is this that your story is so authentic thank you i love it and I just want to say best of luck. I don't fuck no fuck that. I don't want to say best of luck. You're gonna fucking win. Thank you. That's gonna win. I'm already winning. I'm already winning. You're already winning, dog. And we're almost at the end. Um, any last words or any shoutouts? Yeah, uh, everybody who has bought, supported, put on an Awas Loca shirt, gave us the opportunity, the thought, of, the the time of day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'll never forget it. That's awesome. And I will, you know. I'll repay you with so much love. 
uh, in the future. And um, anybody who wants to be a part of what we're doing, please holler, send us a DM, tell us your ideas. You know, we're always looking for content, videographers doing doing cool shows. That's so awesome. if you're creative, um, shoot us a DM again and uh, hopefully you can be part of our next event and hopefully there's a way that we can help you out as well. Oh, yeah. And w- and where can everyone follow you on your social media platforms? So on Twitter, it's at... Oh, actually, we don't have a Twitter. Cut that one out. Oh, you got to <laughs> get one out. You got to get, get one out. Uh, so, yeah, we're at uh, awaslocas.com, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yeah. We are on Instagram at awas underscore locas underscore LA. And on Facebook at awas locas LA. Uh, but, yeah, just type in awas locas and you'll, you'll find us. Everyone, you heard it first. Follow our locas. Welcome to the familia. Oh, thank you, God. Finally, I'm in a team now. And he's and he and we're giants. Did we just become best friends after this episode? <laughs> West Coast, come on, we're That's giants, right. baby, for life. Um, other than that, I just want to say, Pablo, thank you for coming on the Mega Mass podcast. Thank man. you for having me. This man. has to be one of the best. It's always the best episode. Yep. Whoever comes on, and uh, everyone, you please rate review on Apple Podcasts. Leave some stars on Spotify. Um, you can find uh, my Mega Man's podcast on Instagram at the Mega Man's podcast, Twitter, Elon Musk, baby. We're going to win freedom of speech. We're back. Uh, Mega Man's podcast, my personal one at, at uh, IG, at uh, Mega Man 6980. And not to be a little freaky, 6980 is June 9th, 1980. Because a lot of people are kind of like, oh, what the fuck is that? And uh, YouTube's coming soon, Patreon and all that. Once again, Pablo, thank you for coming on the Mega Mass Podcast. Thanks again, man. All right, we're out.